0: pirate talk radio in this podcast i discuss everything sea of thieves from lore to pvp to even what fish you can catch for the hunter's call please sit back relax and join me on this adventure Welcome back to Pirate Talk Radio. This is Episode 50. We're closing in on that one year. Episode 52 is coming up in just a couple weeks. Maybe some uh, interesting changes. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how it goes. But uh, hope everyone is doing well. Uh, this week's been a little crazy for me. Um, I, I, I think every episode recently, I've been saying things have been a little crazy. Uh, obviously, uh, you all know who have been listening that I've been doing the convention uh, tour, um, and we're done with that. And then all of a sudden this week, my car died, my, my car wouldn't start, uh, which, which was really interesting because, uh, because of my schedule and, and stream times and recording this and stuff, you know, I, I take two days off a week, um, <clears throat> from streaming And that's kind of my, uh, my prep for the podcast and recording the podcast and editing things. And yeah, so Wednesday, Thursday are usually my days of editing and getting the podcast uh, squared away. But unfortunately I, my car just stopped starting, which means Wednesday, which is my research day and starting recording and my grocery shopping day didn't happen because my, my car was dead. So that's been, uh, it's been an interesting week. I, I will say the, the, the least there, uh, but the car is working again. I got the, I got the battery all cleaned up and car that uh, I've had for, I think, uh, going on five years now, somewhere around there, uh, turned over like 90,000 miles and, uh, and just needed some, uh, some cleaning of the, the battery connectors and it was, uh, it was fine. But, uh. I'm not a car guy. Uh, I've never uh, pretended to be a car guy. I I don't know a whole lot about cars. Uh, I, I go for a car that's good on gas mileage, uh, and it's uh, it looks okay, and it gets me from point A to point B. That's, that's kind of my thing with cars. Like, you want me to change the oil? Not going to happen. I, I, don't, I don't even know how to check the oil, let alone change it. <laughs> so when it stopped working, I was obviously researching online, and YouTube and all that fun stuff with YouTube is a plethora of knowledge uh, if you know where to look and, and what to look for. And I, I found out uh, that my particular make of car has an issue where, not really an issue, but um, after a while there there's some, uh, some, some gunk that builds up on the connectors of the battery that you just have to clean off well. Of. For me, I assume when I take the car to get oil change and tire rotations, I assume that's something that's done. I, I was wrong. That is apparently talking to friends of mine who work in the audio industry. That's, that's not exactly something that they do unless it's requested. So I didn't know, uh, but got in there with a nice brush. Uh, my dad, uh, came over and helped cause he is a car guy. He knows so much about cars, It's ridiculous. Um, and, uh, and we just, uh, wire brushed it, used some baking powder and, uh, water and, got it all cleaned up. And so now the car's uh, working. I can get out to the the grocery store. Finally, I was actually running out of, uh, food to a point where I was just eating beef jerky. So there you go. Cause I, I try to buy, uh, uh, food, uh, each and every week. Uh, so it's, it's fresh. Uh, and then, uh, and, and yeah, I was, I was living off beef jerky and, uh, protein shakes. So there you go. Uh, great, uh, uh, <laughs> great meal for those of you out there who are, Uh, maybe not the, 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 the people like me who really watch what they they put in their body might be like, Oh my God, beef jerky and protein shakes. What the hell? How do you eat that? But, uh, I I eat a lot of that. So it it was okay, but it was uh, an interesting uh, week to say the least. And then this weekend I normally stream, um, on the weekends, but unfortunately I feel like I have a plumbing leak, uh, which uh, I've, I've noticed, uh, uh, about a month ago, but I haven't had time to deal with it. Uh, so this weekend I'm tearing up the uh, floor of my, uh, my bathroom to figure out what the heck's going on and, uh, and hopefully getting that fixed as well. So, uh, learning a lot about, uh, about non-computer, non-technology things. Uh, I, I uh, I pay to think, I, I, I don't even mow my own grass, okay? I don't have time. I have someone, I, I, I pay someone to mow my grass, all right? I just, for me... Time is a resource that we don't get more of. And so I would rather be using that time to do things that I love and to do things um, on which I enjoy. Uh, and things that, that, that make money and generate money for charity. And uh, mowing the grass is 30 to 45 minutes out of my day uh, that I could better be used doing something else that, one, is more enjoyable and, and in my mind, more impactful on the world than, than mowing my grass. So there you go. You can, you can leave comments in the YouTube comment section. You can uh, email me. You can tweet at me and tell me how much of a, a lame asshole I am. But there you go. I gotta, I gotta support the, uh, the small businesses out there. You know, that's how I justify it. Anyways, You guys don't want to sit here and listen to me ramble about uh, my life, so uh, let's get into some Sea of Thieves, and this is going to be a very interesting episode. I think a lot of people are going to enjoy this. Um, I want to thank everyone for the amazing responses in the last episode, in the YouTube comments and and other messages that I received. Um, A lot of people really liked uh, the review and and thought that uh, I kind of nailed it as far as uh, mentioning the state of the game right now in Season 4 and, um, and, and where things kind of stand. And there were some things that brought up that I didn't even know where we're currently going on. Like, a uh, apparently it might've been fixed by now with a hot fix that they just did, but, uh, uh a, a bucket reg issue that was really causing a lot of frustration and pain. Um, but, but, uh, but re- really interesting. And, and I appreciate all the comments and, and the feedback that I I've received um, on the YouTube channel, pirate talk radio podcast on YouTube. Uh, and then also the messages that you guys send as well. So, uh, let's get into today's episode and today's episode. I want to talk about player experience and that's kind of the overarching theme. Uh, but we're going to break that down and, in, and, in, in into really two groups and, and also kind of like speculating and a lot of it is what could rare do, what could see if thieves do, um, to help the player experience of the game. Uh, everyone obviously listening to the podcast, we love the game, all right? We we love it, though there's frustrating points, there are annoyances, there's, you know, bugs and everything else, but we love the game. We love the art style. We love the story. We, we love the game. Um, but obviously, we would like to see the game continue five years, 10 years from now and be in a better place where new players are wanting to play it Existing players aren't leaving for whatever reason and, you know, we can continue to enjoy a game that uh, that we love. The gaming industry is so flooded with games. New games are coming out all, all, every day, from big existing corporations to new startup indie companies. And it's just Sea of Thieves is always just one game, one day away from the next big thing that takes the players away. Will all the players go away? No. There are definitely lifers uh, such as myself, um, but there are definitely games out there. For example, I've mentioned the game New World that I think takes Sea of Thieves. Even though there's no naval and things like that in Sea of Thieves, it takes this concept of an open world sandbox where you can do whatever you want. It slaps it on an MMO with stable servers and a good combat system. And honestly, New World feels like what Sea of what the Sea of Thieves I want. Looks and plays like there are a lot of bugs over there um, from that from that game. You can see it everywhere. A lot of people frustrated about the bugs over there. But if you look at the core value of the game being a sandbox, you do whatever you want. You have the PvP the the, the PvP out there, and you have a combat system that works. It's like New World is what I fell in love with Sea of Thieves, and they're just doing it that much better now three years later. So that's the worry that Sea of Thieves players should always have is if Rare continues to develop the way they're developing, we could just be one new game release away from Sea of Thieves kind of fading into the sunset. Um Again, not completely disappearing because there are lifers and, and people who really, really, really love this game, such as myself, and we'll continue to play it. But you know, people aren't necessarily going to play it as much if the servers become pretty dead and barren. Um, if they're not getting the experience out of it, they, that they can, if bugs are continuing to plague the game, it's just a game away. And that's what we have to keep in mind. And I hope Rare realizes that, you know, there, there's not some immortal shield. There's not some bubble. Um, even though the Sea of Thieves community is amazing, There's not some ward that surrounds Sea of Thieves and protects it from everything. And with games like New World and and other MMOs coming out, Sea of Thieves really has to be concerned that players that like the sandbox adventure game with a story that they have to kind of discover and, un- un- own, and they get to decide how they want to play. And more so, players out there who don't like PvP, having the ability to ter- toggle PvP off and not have to worry about getting attacked. These games are coming. New World is out. And other games like it are coming. And Sea of Thieves really has to be concerned that that genre that they have, <coughs> honestly been one of the only people in the sandbox adventure game with PVP and story and all that stuff with beautiful art, they have to be concerned, especially with these MMOs coming out um, with the same pricing model where you buy once and you play forever and you can buy cool cosmetics. So the model that Sea of Thieves has had is being encroached upon and they need to be worried. Um, do I think they need to jump ship and, and run to a new project. Well, I think they've partially already done that with Everwild. We'll see. But obviously the development of Sea of Thieves is still going. Um, but we'll see now that a pirate's life is out, what are they going to turn to? What are they going to adjust their development to? And where are they going to go now that pirate's life is out? What's on the roadmap? We don't know. They don't really tell us any of that stuff. Um, But I want to talk about player experience and what they could be doing in order to ensure veteran players are staying and new players are wanting to hop on a boat and join the Sea of Thieves. So I've got this broken down into several different parts. And I want to talk about why it's important uh, that I bring these up and what it's going to impact. And I would like to know from you guys, in the YouTube comments section, send me an email, drop me a line on Twitter or join our community Discord. All the links and stuff are in the, the description box. Um, but please let me know what you think as far as what Sea of Thieves really needs to focus on, on the player experience to keep those vets around and to get new players to coming in. Because I'll be honest, and I, and I, I was called out in, in many of my episodes um, that <clears throat> some of the things that I bring up are not new player friendly. And you're correct, because I don't think like a new player. I haven't been a new player in years. So I don't necessarily think about the new player. So I, I enjoy reading the, um, the comments and the, the, the things that people say, well, that really works for new players, because I don't think that way. And, and that part of my mind is kind of blocked out now because I haven't been a new player for a very long time. So I appreciate those comments and pointing out that things that they do are really focused towards the new player and the new lifeblood. But those new players become veteran players in months. And so what are we doing in the future to ensure that those new players continue to play? Um, And I think the first one I want to start with is Tall Tales. So I think the Tall Tale system is excellent. I think the story that is built in the Tall Tales um, partnered with the journals that are released in, in um, each update that we can learn more about the lore. I think the Tall tale system in Sea of Thieves is great. Um, I think it's a really awesome way um, to really drive the story and really build a really awesome narrative for the world that we're in. However, Tall Tales are a new player experience. Yes, veteran players will go back and they'll do the Tall Tales. Obviously, the tall, old Tall Tales you have to do five times or three times. Uh, Pirate's Life, thankfully, you only had to do once if you did it all the first time. I think I did most of them twice to finish the accommodations. But you don't have to grind it through three times. You don't have to definitely grind it through five times. Shores of Gold five times is the pain in the ass. But the Tall Tales, <clears throat> I view as a new player experience. That's your story. Most veterans have at least played through the Tall Tales one time, um, and maybe five times for the Gold or or three times for the Heart of Fire series, but... Even in a Pirate's Life, I know some players have played through it multiple times to get all the nuances and all the lore pieces and all the little details. And that's absolutely fine and amazing that they're replayable. But I think the Tall Tale experience needs to completely be revamped. I think they need to rethink their, you have to play this five times. And I really think they need to bring that back. Do uh, bring that back to like one time, like Pirate's Life. Maybe two, right? Well, maybe. But they really need to revamp that Tall Tales series where new players who come in and they 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 want to do the story, you know, they're encouraged to do the Tall Tales. Um, it's you know, it's it's right there. Well, Pirate's Life is right there, you know, to join in for the Pirate's Life piece and stuff like that. But when they do it once and they get one piece of cosmetic and they open their accommodations or they open the Tall Tales and they're like, I have to do this five times? Why do I have to do this five times? Like that is a detriment. And that is something that, in my mind, discourages players unless they really want that cosmetic that they get for doing it five times and 100% completion. But I I think they really need to revamp that. Do I think you still need to get all the journals? Yes. Do I think you still need to complete it all the way through once? Yes. Um, But I think what they need to do is they need to make it so you get the full completion, on one go if you get all the journals. You don't get it if you don't get all the journals, but I think they need to revamp it so you can do it once and have the 100% completion if again, you're diligent and get all the journals. The second part of the tall tale piece I think would go really far is make it instanced, right? So I have seen numerous, I've been, my research this week, I've been perusing Reddit, I've been perusing Twitter. Um, I've looked at YouTube videos and streamers, and I've really tried to get a feel of as, as wide of a variety of the, the, um, the community as I can on this. And one thing that, that is kind of a, a overarching thing is some people, most people don't attack tall tailors. Well, how do you know they're not on a tall tail? How do you know? You don't know that they're on a tall tail unless you get on their ship and see that they're on a tall tail. Even if they're on an island that's a Tall Tale Island, you still don't know that they're on a Tall Tale. There's Order of Souls missions there. There's there's Gold Hoarder missions there. There's uh, Emissary Ledger missions there. There's Merchant Alliance missions there. You don't know unless you get on their boat. And to be completely frank, if you're on their boat, most likely you've already put cannon shots in them and you're working on sinking them. And then it's like, oh, I've been super aggro to you and I'm trying to sink you and kill you because that's the pirate's way. Uh, But you don't have any loot and you're on a tall tale. So I'll help you repair your ship and send you on your way. You know, for a new player who's doing tall tales and they're getting pummeled by cannons and then someone gets on their ship and kills them. And then all of a sudden, oh, I'm going to repair your ship and and let you on your way because you're doing a tall tale. It's kind of like, what? Like, what? So I think they really need to make tall tales instance, like a pirate's life instance, tall tales. And yes, there is something magical about doing the Tall Tales in Adventure, and I don't think they should turn that off. I think you should have the ability to do Tall Tales in Adventure if you would like, but I think there should be a Tall Tales section where it prompts you into a private server um, with you and your crew, no one else, no one else, just you and your crew, and you can do the Tall Tales. Now, with that being said, I think the private server rules should still apply, Um, You're not going to get seasonal credit um, um, unless it's seasonal credit based on the tall tales. You're not going to get reward credit. So you can't go get loot and sell it um, unless it's stuff from the tall tales. So I I think they should, it should be an easy enough way that on a private server, um, you should be able to toggle things on and off such as that. And, you know, obviously if you have access to private servers, um, which don't, not a lot do, You have the ability to do some things, but you don't have toggle abilities to change the world, right? But Rare does. And what I think they should do is allow you to join a private server, do your Tall Tale, you get your rewards, you get your accommodations for the Tall Tale, but all other accommodations that are outside of the Tall Tale and all other seasonal progress is turned off, even sailing nautical miles, right? Because people are going to cheese the shit out of that and they're just going to get on a private server they're going to click on Tall Tale and they're going to do just sailing and they're going to complete their season pass. That's not the point. So yes, you get credit for the Tall Tale work that you do and you get credit for gold or doubloons based on what you do on the Tall Tale, the rewards that you get out of the Tall Tale, but nothing else, nothing else um, that you get credit for. And I don't think that would be too much for them to do. They already have private servers and they already have it. So you don't get credit for anything. So they just have to toggle some of the stuff on I don't think it would be that challenging. Now I'm no developer and I don't work for Rare and obviously most of their stuff is not public. Uh, So I don't know how difficult it is, but based on what I'm thinking and my experience in software, I would assume that that's not too challenging to do, and it would increase the player experience for new players and existing players alike who just want to grind out those tall tales and not have to worry about the threat. And they can enjoy the experience. They can enjoy the story. They can work on those journals and they can spend time to actually read the journals instead of Firing a cannon off to the 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 island where the journal is. Hurry up, picking it up, read. You know, just clicking through it real quick, trying to get back to their boat because they're getting chased by someone. Right, giving them time, allowing them to immerse themselves into this great story, allowing them to experience it with their friends without having to rush because of the threat of someone trying to attack you. Now. Do I think that Sea of Thieves is a game that should always keep that threat where PvP is always imminent at any time? Yes, but that is for adventure and that is for you spending your time out there on the seas, getting plunder and doing events. That's when PvP should always be imminent. When you're just trying to enjoy the story and when you're just trying to walk through the story, I don't think necessarily that player being imminent threat all the time is a good thing. We've had it for a long time. And sure. A lot of the vets out there will say, well, I had to do it. So everyone should have to do it. Mm. Look, look, I will be the first person to say that I am always one of those old school people that says, look back in my day, you know, and everyone says boomer, even though I'm not a boomer back in my day, it was hard to grind this stuff. And back in my day, we didn't have this. And back in my day, we could only eat bananas and back in my day. And Here's the thing, if you want new players to join your game and enjoy your game, and you want players to stay around when you have to grind through a tall tale five times, throw them a bone, evolve, right? Evolve and change with the times. I was one of those players, if you ever played World of Warcraft back in the day, and add-ons started to come out, I was so against add-ons. I was the anti-add-on guy. I was the guy that said, well, if Blizzard wanted us to have these, they would just build it into the game. And I fought to not use add-ons for a long time. And then they started to become required for raids and group content and everything else. And I started to slowly get add-ons. And then by the time I was done playing WoW a few months ago, I had so many add-ons and I was a uh, weak aura expert and all this shit. And I was downloading databases of information onto my computer to analyze my performance and my guild's performance and creating spreadsheets. And it just became ridiculous. But that's where the game went, and that's what the players wanted. And I can tell you that, in general, most players don't want to grind the tall tales five times. Most players who are doing tall tales don't want to be killed while they're just trying to enjoy the story. So I think this is something that Rare should look at and evolve and make their game better for both new players and existing players alike. There's a lot of players out there who I've talked to recently who they would like a way to enjoy the story and read back over things that they've found, which we'll talk about in a minute. I've mentioned in the last video, in the last podcast, and I think this is a good launching point for some of that stuff, is giving players the ability to just do the tall tales without any worry that they're going to get killed. I think it's great for new players. I think it's great for existing players. And I think it's great for the game. Um, Will they do it? I don't know. But it's definitely something out there that they could look at doing. The next thing I want to talk about um, uh, with player experience is what I'm going to now call the pirate's log, or you could call it the captain's log, whatever you want to call it. But in this log, and I mentioned it in the last episode, I think this should be an option. Like, you have quests, and you've got, um, you know, your inventory. When you, when you pull up the escape button, you've got all the options across the top. Or you pull up your reputation stuff, you've got all the options. There should be an option called Pirate's Log. <coughs> and what that is, is it should be a chronicle of all, <coughs> excuse me, of all the journals, all the um, interactables that you've found playing Steve of Thieves, a cave painting, right? a piece of paper on the wall that's honoring someone from the past of the game, anything that you've chronicled in your time should be there and it should be grouped together. So for example, all of Umbra's journals should be in chronological uh, ch- chronologic order. So, you know, volume one, volume two, whatever, whatever it is, all of Umbra's journals should be there. All of Duke's journals, which were just introduced, should be there. Uh, the 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 Morningstar, all the Tall Tale journals. They should be in one location where you don't have to go, okay, let's see here. Art of the Trickster journal, or, or go to Tall Tales, Art of the Trickster. Jur- no, not that. It should be a its own tab called Pirate's Log or Captain's Log. And what you can do is you can click on it, and then along the the thing will be like, all the different chapters in your little pirate notebook. And you can click on, <clears throat> you know, Heart of Fire, blah blah blah. You can click on Umbra, blah Duke, blah Wanda, blah blah. Morningstar, blah, blah, and you can you can cycle through and basically read it like a book. And I think that would be fantastic because I know the lore hounds out there, which is not everybody. I know I enjoy the lore, but I enjoy it, you know, little bits and pieces. Like I learned the lore and that's about it. But there are a lot of lore hounds out there. Falcor, uh, captain Logan. Um, I have a buddy of mine, um, that, that is in the, uh, cutthroat organization, uh, um, Ballin, and so many lore hounds out there. And the only way that they can go back and look at this stuff is going to like rare thief or, they they've written it down themselves or something like that. And if they, you know, years down the road, if they want to go back and be like, man, what was that? What was that journal that I found on Wanderer's Refuge in year one? What was that? Man, I can't, what did it say? The only way to go find it, unless you use a website, is to go back and read it and click through it and read through it. But if you're working on a role-playing project or you're working on a lore episode on YouTube or a podcast or something like that, it would be so helpful to have basically a section in the game where you can just pull it up and you can read it chronologically and you can check it out and you can, you can remember what you went through or you can go back and read something that maybe you didn't have time to read the first time. I think a pirate's log or a captain's log would be absolutely fantastic addition to this game, especially, like I said, for those lore hounds out there. Which is not for me, but that's not to say that everything that I want in the game should be put in the game, and that's not to say that everything I want should be Rare's top priority. It's not to say that every PvP sweat lord out there that what they want should be rare's highest priority, and every PVE lord out there who just wants to sit on a six ship alliance server and farm gold all day without ever having a threat of having a blunderbuss pointed at them and one shot them. Th- it's that that's not what th- the game should be built for. Everyone and for the masses. And there's a good chunk of people out there who love the story and who want to go back and relive the story and who want to remember those books that they got. And they want to be able to read through them like you would any other book. I've got the Sea of Thieves books right over there on my bookcase. And some people just want to read through them. And I think those would be great additions to the game. Everyone out there loves a story. Everyone out there loves a good story. That's the best part of a video game. That is the best part is having a good story, right? Even games like Apex Legends, they have a story, believe it or not. Games like Fortnite have a story, believe it or not. Overwatch has a story, believe it or not. Now you may think, oh, those are just first person shooter games. You just log in. No, they actually have a story. Their characters have lore. You can read the lore in the game. When they come out with a new update, they can do these amazing videos about the lore. It's there. There is story in those games. Now, for a game like Sea of Thieves, which is a sandbox adventure game, the lore is very important and the story is very important because you are helping to write the story, as Mike Chapman always says. What we do as players oftentimes drive what they're doing as developers to push the story in different directions. So, there you go. So I think something like a pirate's log or a a captain's log would be important. And yes, for all you folks out there who want the ability to name your ships, which I think would be super cool, I'm sorry, I'm putting that at a lower priority than a captain's log or a a, a pirate's log uh, for the lorehounds out there. And I think most of them would probably agree with me. Though naming your ship would be really cool and though there would probably be a lot of work going into that in order to make sure people don't put stupid-ass names on their ship like they did with their arena pets or their pets when they're in the arena or even out in the world, racist slurs and homophobic slurs and just inappropriate sexist things. Yes, it exists out there, so Rare, of course, had to dive in and make adjustments to the naming conventions and people are still getting around them. So I think on a on a toxicity and, you know, you can't fix stupid, but if you don't put it in, stupid can't be stupid. So there you go. You can't really be stupid with a pirate's log because, well, you're rare and you're controlling what goes in those books. So if you put something bad and inappropriate in there, well, you did that in the world. So, <clears throat> but stupid is, is stupid is going to happen. You know, what What Forrest Gump say? Mom always says stupid is a stupid does. Stupid is a stupid does or something like that. I don't know. I haven't watched Forrest Gump for a while. It's a good movie, but I haven't watched it for a while, but can't fix stupid, but you can program out. So stupid can't happen. So I put Pirate's log up there as I think an important thing that uh, I think rare should consider uh, for all those lore hounds out there. Um, now with the, with the event going on right now, and I can tell you it goes to November 4th, uh, it's killing skeletons and getting renowned and stuff. Um, I think this was designed brilliantly. I think there's a lot of complaints out there um, right now about we can't get it done. I can't get it done. Look, I think that's fine. I think a limited time event uh, that has limited cosmetics, I don't think, and I've said this many times in many episodes, I think the season pass for three months should be something that in three months, a casual player playing an hour or two uh, a week can get it done in three months. I don't think the season pass should be overly hard where you can't complete it in the three-month time period. But a limited-time event that's a week-long, a month-long, whatever it may be, I think it should be designed with a challenge where it forces players to log in. That is your incentive to log in and play more than an hour or two. And if you don't get it done, that's fine. You might be disappointed and upset that you didn't get the blunderbuss or the cannon or the sword or whatever the, the cosmetic is, but that's just how it is. Limited time cosmetics are cool because they're limited and they're cool because not everyone gets them. If everyone gets them because the event is super easy, then it's not as cool and prestigious anymore. And the only people you can hold that above their head are the people who weren't playing during that time. And while well, they didn't have an opportunity to get it anyway. So I think it's fine uh, with what it is. And what I can tell you is the community is coming together amazingly and they've already unlocked the first figurehead really cool spider figurehead. And they're well on their way to unlocking the second figurehead. So good job, everyone out there getting out there and killing your skeletons on our way to our collector's figurehead, which the ship looks amazing. And I want that figurehead. So keep it up. Keep killing those boners. Knock them dead. They keep taking the blue pill and getting back up. Just keep knocking them down. Knock them down but I don't think uh, there's any reason that this amazing community can't come together and finish that event off strong and uh, everyone else out there, make sure you're taking a look at the favor, uh, the double favor um, for what is going on um, and what you can do to get double favor to get your personal unlocks, which I believe is the tanker, the blunderbuss and uh, cannon, I think. Uh, So make sure you're keeping um, your eye on that. But I think, um, they need to do more of these worldwide community. The Sea of Thieves community is absolutely amazing um, as a whole. And I think they should be rewarded and earn things as a community as a whole. Look, the year is broken. You can break the year down in different uh, t- sections. We have quarters, which right now is our season. So three months, there are four sets of three months in a year. If you were unaware or living under a rock or not quite sure how to do math, uh, you break down the year into quarters. <clears throat> each quarter has three months in it. Or you can break it down in half, and each half has six months in it. Wow. I just did math live. Well, not really live. It's recorded, and I could edit it in case I screwed it up. But don't worry, I did it. I did it. Pirate Talk Radio is known for one take. Editing. I'm bad at it. I don't do it. At least for this. Unless I have to. Then I will, but I don't want to. So we just rattled that off in in one go. So I think in the future, I think Sea of Thieves should really start to look at some of these world events, these world community events and do more of them. Do I think they should happen every season? Nah. Do I think they should happen twice a year? Sure. Or three times a year? Break it into four months every four months. We get a one-month community worldwide event? Sure. They could do it every every three months, every quarter as well. And I think those uh, events like this one could be very general. Kill skeletons. Kill skeletal ships. Kill ghost ships. Kill phantoms. Kill ocean crawlers. Kill mermaids. Kill sharks. Kill megalodons. That would be a cool event. That would be a super cool event. Call it the... Call it the worldwide shrouded ghost hunt or something like that, where you have to kill You know, as a worldwide community. We have to kill 500,000 Megalodons or a million Megalodons in, in a month um, as a worldwide community. And we get something cool, right? We get some cool cosmetics or something. A whole bunch of people might get the shrouded ghost title because you won't be like me anymore. And, Oh, the Crested Queen. I've seen her five times today. You're actually going to stop and kill the Megalodon, right? Or maybe we could call it the Terror of the Seas, and it's a Kraken killing event, right? Side note here: I actually on Reddit today. Um, I I didn't respond to the post, but I uh, I found it interesting, um, and and I I think I've scrolled past it already. Um, but uh, uh, the person says. The, the The title was, Where's My Kraken? And it said, I've been sailing around for five, year, five hours now as a new player, and I haven't gotten Kraken once. And I almost just wanted to respond and be like, be thankful. <laughs> be thankful. That event, first off, needs to be elevated a little bit and revamped and made harder, made different, uh, spiced it up a little bit. Um, but as a new player, I assure you, you probably don't want to run into the Kraken. That's a very annoying event to to get through and as a new player can be kind of challenging. So, Um, but yeah, you could do like Terror of the Seas and uh, as a worldwide community, you have to kill so many Krakens or Kraken tentacles or something like that. I think they need to do more of those um, throughout the year. I think it's great. It brings the community together. It gives everyone a singular goal that we're all working towards and we get cool stuff along the way. Now they smaller events. Now I've been critical of their smaller events for a long time and I will continue to be critical of their smaller events if they continue to do stupid shit like reusing everything that they always do every single event. Look, you are a creative company. You are a creative as a hell company. Your art department is amazing. Your story department is amazing. You can't tell me With all those big brains over there, all those five heads over there, that you can't come up with a more interesting event than the same daily deeds and the same seasonal deeds and the same accommodations that we've seen now for years and months and weeks. You can't tell me that all you five heads over there can't figure out something new and creative. Hell, a couple episodes ago, I took your Borderlands event, I took a knife to it, I chopped it up in a whole bunch of little pieces, and I redesigned your damn event to make it more interesting as far as player interactions and more branded as far as mixing Sea of Thieves and Borderlands. I did that in an hour-long episode. I chopped it to bits like a whole bunch of pieces of sushi. I went nom, 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 nom. And like a mama bird, I regurgitated it so you at Rare could eat it up and get some creative juices flowing with these damn events. Because I'm not going to lie, I'm sick and tired of sitting here looking at the event and all looking like, oh, look. (sighs) ah. Kill 50 skeletons under the effect of a grog ball. Oh, look. Defeat Flameheart. Oh, look. Beat the Duchess, the two-headed helmsman, and whoever the other guy is that I can't think of off the top of my head. Oh, look. Beat a Fort of Fortune. It's in your accommodations. Oh, oh! Here's my favorite one. Defeat an Ashen Windlord. Turn in an Ashen Windlord skull. Hello. We've done that now for well over a year. We've the, the Grog Ball a- achievement has been out since Cursed Cannonballs existed! Why in the hell does event after event after event have to be a freaking reused bullshit from the past? We've already done it! These guys are super, these guys and gals over at Rare are super, super creative, and that is the regurgitated bullshit that we get. And like I said, in an hour-long episode, I chopped up their Borderlands event, ate it, nom 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 nom, and regurgitated gold. Absolute gold! Making their event not only branded for Borderlands, not only branded for Sea of Thieves, where you get the mayhem of Borderlands, you get the the feeling of Vault Hunters of Borderlands, you get the piratey side of Sea of Thieves, meshed together like a beautiful love child of an event, And on top of all that, you also get cool cosmetics and I included player interaction in there. PvP. Come on! It's not hard. It really isn't. It really isn't. But I know it's easy. I know it's a cop-out just to reuse... Reduce, reuse, and recycle. All right? Look, Rare, you're not the planet, okay? We're trying to save you. We're trying to save the game that we love. We're trying here by giving you amazing ideas. Okay, I am. I know other people are too, but mine are better because I made them and I just say they're better because I'm an egotistical prick and I just say they're better. Hire me. Hire me. Rare. Call me up. Okay. Call me up. Hire me. And I'll slap down ideas for every event you have in the next five years. I will build you events for the next five years. Each month will be a unique day. Give me a team of developers who can build a database tracking system to track the shit I want to do. And I will build you an awesome, fun, player interactive event that does not reuse your stupid accommodations, your dumb daily deeds, and your seasonal milestones. I will build I will put it on the line right now that you could hire me and when I start 30 days from then, you will have an event that is awesome, it is unique, it is branded, it is fun, it is player interactive, and it is different than anything you ever done. And I assure you, I will have one. For every month, for the next five years, you just got to hire me and pay me. And I'll continue to do this show, even though you'll hate me. Joe Neat is currently uh, contacting HR and saying, if this idiot Davram ever applies for Rare, just auto-decline him. Don't call him back. Don't email him. Don't even send him the confirmation that we received his email, that we received his resume. Just auto-decline him. All right, auto-declining. But anyways, just... And that, again, I want to talk about the player experience. Why is that important? Why do I get so heated about that? Why? Because I'm sitting in one of the largest communities out there that has been around since the very beginning of Sea of Thieves, and that's the Cutthroat Pirates. They are a PvP-centric, lore-hounding role-playing just amazing organization of people and you know what so many of them this was a sea of thieves only community and now it has branched out to a variety of different games why because people who have played this game since beta are leaving because the events are lame and boring they're lame and they're boring and the content updates are dry even now that we're underwater, are dry. They look beautiful. The lore is great, but they're dry and don't last long. So people who have literally been playing this game, who have loved this game, who have been buying cosmetics and enjoying this game for so long are now to a point that they're exhausted with the circle. All right? If you're a Game of Thrones fan, we need to be Jon Snow and Khaleesi. We need to break the damn wheel. That's what we need to do. We need to break the damn rare event and patch wheel. We have to break it. Why? Because the damn wheel keeps spinning and it's not working. It is not working. Their wheel needs broken And so we don't have to live through this monthly cycle of I want to poke my eye out with a rusted plastic spoon. Yes, I said rusted plastic spoon. Because that is how these events feel to me. Yes, do I need to finish up the event going on right now? Absolutely. Do I give a damn if I don't? I will be bummed if I don't get the items, but no, I do not because this event does not excite me at all, and Season 4 Sunken Kingdom does not excite me at all. So I will play when I feel like playing, but it's not exciting. It looks great, the cosmetics look great, but that is not enough for me to have to sit there and kill how many, God knows how many flame hearts or ashen winds and turning in their damn skull and kill. It's just, it's just the same shit I've done for years. Give me something new. Hell, I don't care if the event says turn in 500 chickens. At least it's new. Jesus. Jesus. Can we, okay, here's an idea. So I'm just going to rattle this one off real quick. Here's my idea. We call the next event for next month, November's event, rare. Here we go. Here we go. We call it the Reaper Runner, okay? And the event has everything to do with chickens. Capturing chickens, killing chickens, eating chicken, turning the chicken in. Send a message but you have to do it under the Reaper flag. You have to do Merchant Alliance, uh, Noah's Ark animal missions under the Reaper flag. right? That's what you have to do. Killing chickens, eating chickens, turning chickens in, delivering chickens, all with the Reaper flag raised. We'll call it Reaper Runners, and all the chickens will have little little tennis shoes on, like little Jordan Airs or something like that. Little Adidas. You can even put them in jerseys or something, right? There you go, Rare. There, I just gave you something new and creative and interesting. You know how many people would laugh at that? But you know how many people would do it? I don't even like merchant missions. I don't even like them. I don't like doing Noah's Ark. But by God, if you called something Reapers Runners and you have to do all these Merchant Alliance chicken-based missions, the pun, the joke about Reapers running away and their chickens absolutely hilarious i would log in and i would do noah's ark to complete that mission just because it's freaking hilarious no go turn into national windskull that's new that's exciting no it's not right the next piece that i'm going to get to after i talk about the ads which everyone loves Guys, I want to thank everyone, as always, for listening. And if you would like to financially support the broadcast, you can go over to patreon.com slash TV. and there's a variety of different tiers there that you can sign up and join. They give you unique roles in the community Discord. They also give you call-outs on the podcast and my YouTube videos that aren't revolving around Sea of Thieves on my channel, TV. Also, you can check out Pirate Talk Radio Podcast on YouTube. You'll be called out in the credits and on the podcast. Make sure we honor you for everything that uh, you do to support this podcast. But that's not all. That's not all. You also get some really cool swag depending on the particular uh, tier that you uh, subscribe to, including merch and including holiday cards sent to you by me with love. And I'm sure they'll be funny and. Hilarious. You can also go check out in the link description below. You can check out and get 15% off your order, your first order of Death Wish coffee, the only coffee that I drink, the strongest naturally growing coffee in the world. They have a variety of different flavors, including their classic. They also have a more mild in their Valhalla, and they also have some holiday ty- types like pumpkin spice, if you're basic like me and sometimes enjoy some pumpkin spice in their coffee. Not the creamer! Not the creamer. The coffee is actually pumpkin spice. Not the creamer. You can also go check out the link to Humble Bundle, where you can get discounts on video games, software, ebooks, uh e-tapes, and all that fun stuff um, all over on Humble Bundle, and all the money you get to decide where it goes to. You can support my content um, by sliding the fader to me, uh, by using the link, or you can give to a charity, which I personally, personally would encourage you to do, but I won't tell you not to support me, but go over and check out Humble Bundle. Also want to give a big shout out to a sponsor of ours who have been sponsoring us for years now, MMORPG.com, where they host my stream every single night. Again, MMORPG.com. You can check them out for all your mmorpg RPG news, articles, walkthroughs, guides, videos, and all that stuff. Great website. Use them for years and they have supported me for years. So I super, super appreciate that. Also, one last note uh, before we end in this sponsor section, and that is our charity, Extra Life Charity, that we are currently twitting as a community to raise $5,000 by the end of the year. Donations are open. You can check out the link in the description box below to donate. There are a whole bunch of incentives on there to uh, get me to eat or consume different things, including bean-boozled, including black scorpions, including a tarantula, including grubs and worms and stuff like that. Uh, There's also some magic card openings on there. There's some goofy stuff for me to do on stream as well. Anything you donate to on there will be done on the next live stream. And if you wish, I can send you a clip of that once I have done what you have donated for. I can send that directly to you. If you leave in the, um, the comment section of your donation that you would like that, I can email you the clip if you put your email address in the donation so I can get that over to you and you can see me getting tortured by Bean Boozled or I have a variety pack of really disgusting sodas that I'm going to drink as well. So those are all for the charity. Again, we're trying to raise $5,000 this year. So big, big amount of money, uh, but it all goes to help children pay for their health care. So it's definitely a great place to go. And if you do have Amazon Prime and you would like to sub to my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Davram, I am streaming New World five days a week. Any sort, of t- uh, any sort of bits or subscriptions that I get there that Twitch pays me out, all of that money will also be going to the charity as soon as Twitch pays me out. So there you go. Thank you very much for listening to the ad section. And now let's get back to our player experience podcast. Consistency. Consistency is something I believe that Rare needs to heavily focus on and heavily work on in order to increase the overall player experience, both for new players and existing players. Now, new players aren't necessarily going to notice this right off the bat, but are going to quickly notice the inconsistencies of Rare in their decision-making, in their development, in everything that they do. Let me give you a prime example of this inconsistency. The Sea of Thieves podcast once existed, then it went away, then it came back, then it went away. Then it came back and then it went away and so on and so forth. See if Thieves News was something that we got each month with an update. They said they were going to stop doing it. It's back now. Out of nowhere. I thought you were stopping doing it. But the podcast you were doing, and now it's not happening. But there's no announcements that there's consistency issues there. And that's just, you know, that's not game impacting, but that just shows you the inconsistencies of that studio, of Rare as a studio, that they can't even keep that straight. They can't even keep their content straight as far as what is happening and what is not, what is being sunsetted and what is back. They can't keep that straight. Now, if we look at the game itself, let's just look at bugs. Barrel bugs. Alt-tab-freezing, bucket-bug, water-bug, fixing-your-ship-bug, the mast-bug, the cannon-bug, your ship-flies-off-into-nowhere-for-no-reason-bug, some of these bugs have been fixed over the past couple years. Some, and then they come back and then they get fixed and then they come back and then they get fixed and then they come back and then they get fixed and then they come back. Remember that wheel I was talking about? Hey, the wheel doesn't just exist because we're repeating the same damn, uh, events all the time. It's also their development cycle wheel. Bugs get fixed. Bugs come back. Bugs get fixed. Same bug comes back. Bugs get fixed. Same bug comes back. It's a cycle. It is a wheel. It is a curse. It is a plague. And though new players don't see that and don't understand that right off the bat, they will quickly learn that each update that comes out, we don't know if a bug that was horrible is now going to be reintroduced. We've seen it time and time again. So each patch day, when you log in, it's kind of like you bite your nails and hope that a bug, like a mass bug or something like that, hasn't just reemerged again. That is the wheel that I'm talking about. It doesn't just have to do with events. It's consistency. Rare is not consistent. They're not consistent with their content and they're not consistent with keeping things fixed that are fixed. They allow it to disintegrate. They allow it to get broken again. And then they're, they're spending resources again. It's absolutely ridiculous on a financial level. I wish they had an analyst over there or maybe they do and they're just bad at their job or whoever that analyst is giving the notes to is bad at their job but i want to know how much money and resources they've spent fixing the same bug 5 times how much money have you spent on resources fixing the same damn bug 5 times every other month because it comes back and it's broken then you have to reallocate those resources respend the money we wonder why hit registration's never been fixed. Now, can it be fixed? We don't know. I doubt it. But we wonder why your hit registration in combat never gets better. Well, if you if you fix a bug, like a barrel bug or an alt-tab freeze bug, or a mass bug, and you spend all that money, those tens of thousands of dollars in labor, to fix that, then you release a new update and it's broken again, now you're spending tens of thousands of dollars in labor to fix it again. It's just financially irresponsible. It's an irresponsible use of resources. When you have all these other issues that players have been banging their hands on for you to fix for years, and you haven't even touched them, and they're getting worse, or they slightly get better, and then they break horribly again. It's because you're spending all this time and money and resources Fixing the same damn thing every single month because you just break it again. And that's really bad design. That is really bad game design. That is really bad QA. And the I'm sorry, Joe Nee, love you to death. But as the executive producer of Sea of Thieves, the buck stops with you. You gotta get in there and take your leadership who are running these development teams, and like, guys, I'm sorry, but if you keep breaking shit. There's the door. I'm going to take my big boot and kick you out and find someone who is going to to lead a team to fix something permanently. It's just bad developmental leadership. And like I said, love Joe neat to death, but the buck stops with him. He is the executive producer. If this shit, this wheel that keeps on happening. This horrible player experience wheel of bugs and bad designed events, this wheel, the buck stops with him. If he continues to allow people in his organization to slack and allow this stuff to keep getting broken, he is not doing his job. He needs to replace those folks and get folks in there who are going to do their job. Now, is Rare a small development company? And they're not that small, but they're smaller than, let's say, Blizzard. But still, there needs to be accountability, and if people are going to continue to lead a development team to fix something, and then it just breaks so they have to spend more resources, it's financially irresponsible. It's a misuse and misallocation of labor. As someone who manages projects, someone who has managed software development, trust me, I know. Get with the program. And again, it all stops with Joe. The buck stops with Joe. Now, the last item on my list is the message of the game, the message of the game. And I think I could go on for an entire episode just on the message of the game. And maybe I will, maybe we'll do a teaser for next week's episode here, because we're already pushing, we're already over an hour. So let me do a teaser for next week. And that is The Message of the Game. What is Sea of Thieves? Is it a PVP game? Is it a PVE game? Is it a PVPVE game? Is it a pirate game? Or is it an adventure game with ships? What is it? For the longest time Mark, uh, Mike Chapman has said this game is based on the golden age of piracy in the new world, the Bahamas, right? The pirate Republic. That is the basis of it. Even the sea of thieves himself. He has said on a real life map exists down there in the, in, in, um, new Providence Island area, N- Nassau, the, Ca- the Caribbean, the Bahamas, that area, that's where it exists. It exists down there. It's been, he's, he's called that out before. And the core side of it is that this game is based on the golden age of piracy. But there are things that they do when they come out with some of this new content, which clouds that message and which tells me maybe it's really not. And the more and more I see that, and the more and more that I know about the Golden golden Age of Piracy, the more I feel like Sea of Thieves is drifting from a Pirates game to an adventure game that just happens to have ships. And there's themes that they could do to easily, there's things that they could easily change to bring that back in and increase new player and existing player experience, both in PvE and in PvP. But we'll save the Sea of Thieves, what is the message of the game, to next week in episode 51 on Pirate Talk Radio, so stay tuned! Make sure if you haven't done so already, leave me a review. Hopefully it's five stars, but if it's not, tell me what star value it is, and tell me what you would like to see me do differently, because I read the reviews. If you are enjoying this show on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button and turn notifications on so you do not miss a single episode of Pirate Talk Radio. And also remember, if you choose to come over and become a patron on this particular organization that I so have named after myself, <laughs> Davram TV. If you would like to support the content, remember you get Pirate Talk Radio at least 24 hours before the rest of the general population. So that is a perk for you. Sometimes it's up to two in three days. Just depends when I record it. But guys, thank you very much for listening. Stay safe out there. Take care of yourselves and each other. And I'll talk to you next time on Pirate Talk Radio.